This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin'. Welcome to the Troll Fuck. I'm really loud, aren't I? Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live. I'll be a little till I adjust the gain here. Be a little softer. Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live. It's a freaking Tuesday? Is that what it is? I don't know. I'm... Tuesday. Yes, Tuesday. Louder. No, um, for some reason when I, um, for some reason when I use OB- OBS, like, I need to turn down my game, but when I record voiceovers, I have to bump up my gain. And I recorded voiceovers earlier today. So my gain was up extremely loud. How is Sparkles doing? I don't know. Still surrounded by people positive with COVID. I am I gonna let her come by this Friday? Probably not. But she's got her new setup going on. She she got her microphone today. Got her new cat ear headphones. She's very excited about it. You might pop in here sometime and you get to ask her yourself about how she's doing. So hopefully the freak show won't be a total like uh, clusterfuck like it was last week. But I know what I told her like she didn't have to buy the new microphone. I knew what was wrong with the other microphone. It had a boost on it. That was inside of Windows that you have to go and take off. I forgot about it. It had been a long time since I'd used that microphone. So it just didn't occur to me. Plus, you guys know the way my fucking memory is. Alright, what are we going to talk about tonight? This is a show... Yeah, Warlord, you are correct. The Senate versus the filibuster. That is one of the big topics we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to hear from Senator Joe Manchin about what he thinks about Chucky Schumer's plan to get rid of the filibuster. Spoiler alert, he ain't for it. Just like, spoiler alert, he ain't for the Build Back Better. We're going to talk about that as well. We had discussed going live in two days with the Trump press conference at 5 o'clock Eastern time. Guess what? That ain't happening no more. Apparently, Trump caved to the pressure... And has canceled his press conference scheduled for the anniversary of January the 6th. We'll see if we get a reason. We do the story here in a little bit. In other January 6th news, they're coming for Sean Hannity. They want to know what Sean Hannity knows and who he was texting that day. There's this wild story out of North Carolina... Where a cop had a suspect detained on the side of the road. Another cop showed up and killed both of them by crashing into them. Because, you know, that's the kind of shit cops do. We're going to hear from, I believe it's Matt Walsh, the right winger that is upset about Patton Oswald. Apparently, Patton Oswald posted a picture of himself with Dave Chappelle and then apologized. I don't exactly know the whole story as I read it with you guys here live on air. We're going to get the lowdown on that. But here's the thing, okay? 
Don't expect this episode to be up on YouTube. Probably going to go yank it down because I just got my YouTube back free and clear. We've been broadcasting on YouTube the last couple of days. Tonight's going to be one of those nights where I'm going to go yank it down right after the show. And the reason why is we're going to have to confront some right-wing bullshit. The man of the hour is one Mr. Dr. Robert Malone. He was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Apparently the one that debuted on New Year's Eve. Caused quite the controversy. Has been censored on Twitter, he says. So we're going to have to hear from his dumbass tonight. Calls himself the uh, inventor of the mRNA technology that is not true. Part of a consortium of scientists who theorized that mRNA vaccines could be possible. He did not have anything to do with the development of the vaccines. He's worked in private industry for a very long time. He was like CEO of his own pharmaceutical company. He is a grifter. He is a grifter. I'm so tired of grifters and having to confront right-wing grifters. But that's that's what that's what we do nowadays. That's what we're starting off with tonight as the US sets a new global daily record of over 1 million virus cases. U.S. logged over 1 million new COVID cases on Monday. Apparently this included uh, delayed updates from previous days. Still a global record as Omicron surges throughout the country. We're going to go to Laura Ingram, who had on Dr. Robert Malone. This, this should be a lot of fun, right, guys? I am totally not high enough for this shit. Oh, we've got ads! What the fuck? Wasn't expecting that. Data are already in. The, both the double and triple vaccination is not protecting you from Omicron. Now, here's the good news. Very low... Di- wrong, wrong, wrong. ...disease highly infectious it looks an awful lot to experienced vaccinologists like a live attenuated virus vaccine that you might design um for purpose now that was my next guest dr robert malone the scientist behind the mrna vaccine platform okay i don't know what laura is wearing but the like these suspenders are wild turned out to be exactly right over the last two weeks covid cases have shot up 204 percent but deaths are down 3%. Omicron is not... Deaths are a lagging indicator, by the way, but they are going down. So big tech, tech is souping in to, of course, bail them all out. Souping in. I made some soup last night. permanently banned Dr. Malone for repeated violations of our COVID-19 misinformation. Notice how the blaze put inventor in quotes. It deemed problematic, and they wouldn't tell us. So we asked Dr. Malone. He didn't know either. The very next day, Malone went on Joe Rogan's podcast where he called out the medical establishment's rabid push for control and in doing so, drew disturbing parallels between what's going on now versus 100 years ago. 
what the heck happened in Germany in the 20s and 30s? You know, very intelligent, highly educated population, and they went barking mad. Um, and how did that happen? Um, if you re- if you if you have read any history, you will know that uh, one, the conditions after World War One set the stage for World War Two and for fascists to be able to take over. But there was a coordinated attack on education and uh, specifically like gender studies. Because, like, to be a trans person uh, at that time, like, Berlin is where you wanted to fucking be. Specifically, like, gender studies and and and, um, and gay people were attacked in Nazi Germany, Dr. Malone. That has become deep. How did that happen? Um, the answer is mass formation psychosis. When you have a society that has become decoupled from each other, and has free-floating anxiety, and then their attention gets focused by a Caesar. or a series of events on one small point, just like hypnosis. Uh, uh, they? Do you mean the Romanov family? Why <laughs> Caesar? That that's not world. War- I'm so fucking confused. Just a few hours to rip that video off its platform under the guise of protecting the people against vaccines. Now they they have made the comment. About, like, uh, vaccine information is the reason it got yanked off the platform. I would assume it's because of copyright. Spotify owns the exclusive rights to that video. Vaccine misinformation. Joining me now. The it could have been for vaccine misinformation. Dr. Robert Malone, <laughs> Chief Medical and Regulatory Officer at the Unity Project. Dr. Malone, um, who would have thought that mass formation psychosis is really going to send the sensors into overdrive? <laughs> What's this really all about? <laughs> What is going on here? I, so, Laura, as you know, it was trending. It was like the top trend over the weekend. Yeah, it's something it dumb fuck right-wingers keep saying. It, it happened so fast that it caught Google with its uh, pants down. And they ended up manually editing the search results in real time. And my followers on Getter caught them at it and took screenshots as they were doing it. Uh, I and, and they were... Posting stuff and and increasing the ranking on things that was claiming that it was my theory when in fact it's Matthias Desmet that has led this. I, I'm I the whole weekend after Rogan posted that was fascinating. I had no idea that Rogan was going to put it up on New Year's Eve, bless his heart, but <laughs> it just ripped through the world. Now, Dr. Malone. Ripped through, you know what's ripping through the world right now? The Omicron variant. The point. That they're, they're so it, desperate to control the conversation, no questions asked, no questions allowed, that they have to use all of their big tech might to try to silence you. But of course, it only makes your message your point. That is, that is the Streisand effect that is not yeah, effective. I think probably more convincing to a lot of people. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of people have used that as supporting evidence. Desmet's hypothesis. I mean, you couldn't have asked for more. And it was a perfect storm. Sorry, that's overused for the media. They have blown it so badly in this case. But now, Laura, you- I wanted to also give a shout out for your messaging and your plan. I really like the point that you're talking about. The CIA about. funded bread tube is going to come from alone. I'm reminded of Ronald Reagan. And uh, I, I just wanted to give you a shout out. 
Just just to let everybody know, Ronald Reagan was a gigantic piece of shit that sold arms to Muslim extremists in order to fund death squads in South America, brought crack cocaine to the U.S., flooded the streets of America with crack, and then prosecuted black people for it. A lot of encouragement on that. I'm really grateful to hear you talking like that. Oh, thank you. We, we have such an incredible country. We have amazing people. We, we have people with an incredible work ethic. I'm not looking at two of them right now. And try to, you know, replace that work ethic with something that's obviously extremely damaging, which is permanent uh, government promises of so-called assistance, which ends up just screwing everything up. So, um, or, but I appreciate in that. The current, in the current situation, inserting themselves into the family by mandating vaccines for children. This is absolutely wrong. Well, Dr. Malone, I have um, family in California, and they're just horrible. This is pediatric rates of COVID are skyrocketing. In the schools in California for a a virus that is overwhelmingly well tolerated by children to, to threaten them with perhaps pulling them out of school altogether. I, I mean, it doesn't seem like the United States of America, not to me. So this is part of what's driving the migration from California into places like Texas. There is no migration from California. I can show you the numbers. Last couple months, it's full of expat Silicon Valley. It's bullshit. Yeah, there are yuppies that move out of California for lower taxes. That happens. Congress, but the replacement rate is the same. Media companies are doing to censor people like you. It's good, but it's not enough. Watch. It's no secret that our social media companies have been part of their algorithms promoting disinformation. And um, I think that these steps are important, but frankly, a little too little. And They have profited off of rampant misinformation. Where is the country going when an elected official seems to be celebrating the silencing of other Americans? Well, I think you said it. There's going to be a big turnaround at the midterm. And where the country is going is where Joe Rogan just went <laughs> from Twitter to uh, Getter. He's now got over 8 million followers on Getter. I mean, the, what media doesn't understand. Justin Freakin's on Getter. Information. It'll find a way to be free. And Hello to anybody who might have been cruising through Getter and sees the, the positive aspect video of the Troll Patrol right now. American economy and innovation is that I Getter, we've had all this suppression. I Parlor, we persist. You guys can't get away from me that easy. All of these new codes are popping up and are rapidly growing because people don't tolerate this type of censorship and propaganda that is being pushed on us. Now, Doctor Malone, I have I have to ask you about the masking. <laughs> issue that has been subject on this show since May of 2020. I was one of the few at the time who cited actual CDC uh, studies on influenza transmission and cloth masks, over-the-counter masks. It was on the CDC website. You know, Big Doug. Troll Patrol Big Doug over here. Guests that came on the show that just cited that study that were basically... I don't even remember how that came about. Somebody came in here and called me Big Doug or some shit, didn't they? Howdy, Tones. What's up? Warned by employers not to cite it. And now we have Dr. Fauci still clinging to this myth that somehow cloth masks work against COVID. Watch this. 
Are cotton and surgical masks effective at preventing the spread of... Yes, a cloth mask is about 20 to 30% effective. Yeah. When the CDC says they are effective, in fact, they are. They have an efficacy rate. Is that not true? Surgical masks are about 70% effective. I mean, it's Tony. Uh, What can I say? Tony has no integrity. He lies all the time. And I've, me and my peers have, have been watching this for decades. We just shrug our shoulders and shake our heads and say it's Fauci. Now, an N95 mask that's tightly fitted to the surgeon's face or the health provider's face, a very tightly fitted mask, that can prevent transmission of viruses, correct? But who can wear a tightly fitted medical grade mask? Certainly not a two-year-old on a flight, correct? Oh, my God. Yes, and the thing is with Omicron, it has a reproductive coefficient. Now, that's fancy medical epidemiology talk, but it has a reproductive coefficient, which is a measure of infectiveness that's in the range of measles. It's in the 7 to 10 range. We're all going to get infected. Uh, Probably the only ones that won't have um, some degree of symptoms from this in the United States are going to be the ones that have natural immunity, and still a fraction of those are going to get infected. Well, Dr. Malone, I'm glad you're still out there causing trouble. Natural immunity is not as good as vaccine immunity. On the angle, when you said getting the Omicron was a Christmas gift, an early 10 to 30 percent of people people going crazy. But then you even double down and contract COVID do not produce antibodies. Uh, We'll we'll talk to you soon. Great to see you and Happy New Year. Well, that wasn't enlightening at all. That motherfucker didn't have anything to say. The big thing with the right-wingers today is they want a debate between Dr. Fauci and Dr. Malone. And that's just like, no, that's not, that's not what the CDC shouldn't give this dude a platform. Fauci shouldn't give this dude a platform. That's not how this works. This isn't like, oh, debate me, bro. That's not how this shit works. I just, oh man, it it is infuriating. And apparently a GOP representative submitted Joe Rogan's episode to the congressional record. Texas Republican Rep Troy Nels submitted Joe Rogan's controversial podcast with Dr. Robert Malone to the congressional record on Monday after it had been removed from YouTube. Once again, it was never on, like... Fucking Joe Rogan couldn't put it up on YouTube. It is a Spotify exclusive. I assume it got removed from YouTube because of fucking copyright. I might be wrong. They have submitted the transcript from the Joe Rogan... And it's not like it's being censored on the platform where it is exclusively available. Spotify. You can go and watch it. You can go listen to it. Today, I submitted the transcript from the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, episode 1757 with Dr. Robert Malone to the Congressional Record. Nils, who is also a medical doctor, tweeted, Oh my God, what kind of doctor is he? Like Rand Paul, he's a fucking eye doctor. Troy Nils, I've never heard of this motherfucker. Well, he used to be a sheriff in Texas. 
Nope, nope, nope. Wrong guy. My my L has been sticking. See who this Troy Nels is. Wait, what? Nels, who is also a medical doctor, according to according to Wikipedia, he was indeed a sheriff. I see no qualifications as a medical doctor. He was elected constable. Retired from the Army Reserve. Elected sheriff of Fort Bend County. So he he is not a medical doctor, as the Daily Wire claims. But hey, you know, are are we to expect accuracy from the Daily Wire? Nels also posted the full episode transcript to his own congressional website. By deplatforming Dr. Robert Malone for voicing opposition and removing the interview, Twitter and YouTube are once again proving that they don't work for their users, but for big pharma, big media, and the elites. When we stray away from our core principles of freedom of speech, freedom of expression, and freedom of debate, democracy is lost. I'm assuming you don't care much for democracy anyway. Today I entered the transcript of the Joe Rogan experience into the congressional record to preserve the podcast forever. Big Tech may be able to censor information on their own platforms. Yeah, that's how capitalism works. But they cannot censor the congressional record. His statement also referred to Malone as a widely published mRNA vaccine expert who went on to uh, who went on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast to raise concerns over the COVID-19 vaccine. He is not an mRNA vaccine expert. He reportedly removed a clip of Rogan's podcast with Malone that was posted on Friday. Once again, not posted from Joe Rogan or Spotify. Video has been removed for violating YouTube's community guidelines. That could be for any number of reasons. That's the same. I get that when it's misinformation, and I get that when it's a copyright strike. During the interview, Malone, who claims to be part of a collaboration that reportedly created the mRNA technology, not true, widely used in the COVID-19 vaccines, talked about vaccines, mandates, amongst other pandemic-related topics. Rogan invited Malone onto his podcast after the doctor was banned from Twitter last week over the information he shared regarding the coronavirus. On Sunday, Rogan invited his followers on Twitter to join him as he makes the move to the free speech social platform Getter. I'm going to assume Getter is already full of Nazis. But I mean, what consequences could it possibly... What consequences could we possibly see from letting these people spread misinformation, right? Like, it's not like people are dying. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe they are. California prosecutor opposed to vaccine mandates dies of COVID at 44. An outspoken GOP activist and deputy district attorney for California who vehemently opposed opposed vaccine mandates 
has died of COVID at the age of 44. Kelly Earnby, a Republican activist who lived in Huntington Beach, had worked at the Orange County DA's office since 2011. In December, she spoke out against coronavirus vaccine mandates at a Turning Point USA rally at Irvine City Hall. In December! In December! In December! She was at a TBUSA event, so she probably infected people. There's nothing that matters more than our freedoms right now, Earnby said, according to the Daily Titan, a student newspaper that covered the event. She was memorialized uh, online Monday by friends and colleagues who confirmed her recent death, adding that it was from COVID-19. Rest in peace, Kelly Earnby. What a passionate and devoted conservative. So devoted to your cause that you goddamn died. She was in her 40s, too young. Yeah, she had COVID, wrote John Fleischman, former executive director of the California Republican Party and publisher of Flash Report on Twitter. And Chapman, chairman of the greater, uh, the greater Costa Mesa County Republicans, said she died of COVID complications and called her nothing but an inspiration to many of us here in Orange County. She's an inspiration to you. Orange County DA Todd Spitzer said on Facebook that his office is utterly heartbroken by the sudden and unexpected passing of Deputy District Attorney Kelly Earnby. Unexpected! Unexpected, really, unexpected. She's posting on debtor now. Earnby ran for a state assembly seat two years ago, losing in the Republican primary, and was widely expected to try for a uh, try for the seat a second time in 2022. She also spoke out against vac- uh, vaccinations on the campaign trail in 2019, saying, I don't think the government should be involved in mandating what vaccines people are taking. Now, that's a big issue in California because there's a bunch of lib... To- uh, there's a bunch of fucking uh, uh, shit libs out there, nut jobs that are anti-vaccination. They brought back shit like the measles. I think that's a decision between doctors and their patients, Earnby said. If the government is going to mandate vaccines, what else are they going to mandate? I don't know. Maybe you wear shoes to the grocery store. Yeah, I said libtard. Also, like, I reacted as if I dropped an in-bomb or some shit. <laughs> Goddamn. I'm still a little congested. Oh, uh, who else has died of COVID? Keep doing, Let's keep going down the list. Francis Bogdanoff. I've never heard of these guys. Francis Bogdanoff, TV twins, die of COVID six days apart. Now, I don't know if these are far-right nut jobs, but they are, um, they are, uh, interesting looking. Have they had plastic surgery? Did they make themselves look, what in the fuck is going on here? Um, Gritchka and Igor Bogdanov became France's most famous twins, hosting a TV science and science fiction show in the 1980s on a spaceship set. Interesting. They died of the coronavirus within days of each other in a hospital. 
Gritschka on 28th of December and his brother on Monday, aged 72. The brothers had not been vaccinated against COVID-19. Their friend said they were convinced their healthy lifestyle would protect them and they were admitted to hospital in mid-December. So they have indeed had excessive cosmetic surgery. <laughs> Tom Waits crossed with plastic surgery addiction. Oh, you retract your sausage cross because they're French? The British guy has a problem with the French? Although their families did not specify their cause of death, their lawyer confirmed they both had contracted the coronavirus. A family friend, Pierre-Jean Chalacon, said they had left it too late to seek hospital treatment, deciding it was similar to the flu. People said they were anti-vaxxers, but they absolutely weren't. He told BFMTV, several friends told them to get themselves vaccinated, but they felt because of their lifestyle and their lack of comorbidity, they weren't at risk of COVID. You were 72! Old age uh, is a comorbidity. (laughs) The Bogdanov brothers were a pair of eccentrics descended from Austrian nobility. Headed for their initial Saturday afternoon TV program, Temps X, which ran from 1979. They were synonymous for years with popular science and were part of public life for the rest of their lives. They were actually teaching science to people. What the fuck? Well, two two handsome young lads, weren't they? During the 1990s, their facial features changed dramatically, leave, leaving them with odd-looking chins, lips, and cheekbones. We are proud of having faces like extraterrestrials, they once said. Now I didn't know I didn't I didn't mention anything about the inbreeding, but if they were descended from Austrian uh Royalty, then, uh, mm. No, they didn't look too bad, Plaster. That's what I'm saying. They were handsome young men. <laughs> you were expecting them to look a little, uh, weird. Oh. Let's hear from somebody who survived the COVID. I don't know if they were anti-vaccination before they went in, but... They came out of a coma after 65 days and are now urging people to get vaccinated. So let's hear from her. A mother of five who survived COVID and spent two months in a coma. A salty lemon. I don't give a fuck. If, if you're an idiot and you didn't take every precaution you can to prevent yourself from getting COVID, I am going to laugh at your stupid ass. I'm going to especially laugh at the dumbass fucking Republican from California who went out. I'm sorry, I blew you guys out. My apologies. Who went out and specifically spread misinformation about vaccinations. I'll go tap dance on their fucking grave. I'll take a piss on their grave. Fuck them. I don't have to show respect to anybody. Some 
Somebody posted about a jailer that died the other day on my Facebook page. And the thing that that jailer was most known for was having, like, the lowest cost per meal in their jail. They were starving inmates. That's what they were most known for. So I laughed at his death. I was told, like, well, let's not be insensitive. Somebody lost a family member. No. If you are most known for being a dick to to inmates, fuck off. You do not deserve any of my respect. Jesus loves you, but I don't. Fuck yourself. Oma is now speaking out about her close brush with death. Death, I should say. Andrea Ariaga Borges was unvaccinated when she contracted the virus, and she's with us now. Uh, Andrea, thank you so much for being with us. It is so wonderful to see you. I'm so happy that you are here with us. And I'm just wondering if you can start by telling our viewers what you went through. You were in a coma for two months and also about your recovery. Um, I tested positive on May 19th, and within five days, I was in the ER. Um, a poor woman. There, I was in a coma for 65 days. Um, and here I am. I can't believe it. Um, I spent a total of four and a half months in the hospital. How is it a pussy move? They died of their own goddamn stupidity. They died of their own stupidity. What's not to laugh about it? The show's called The Troll Patrol. Are you expecting me to have some some reverence for for idiots around here? Come on. I still got a little bit of raspy voice from um, having a tracheotomy. Um, Not high enough for this shit. I'm trying to help people. I Um, I lost my motor skills, lost all my muscle. Um, dropped about 35 pounds and came home in a wheelchair, relearned how to walk again and basically didn't have water or food, couldn't talk for four months. And here I am. It's amazing. And, and Andrea, your, your family thought they were going to lose you, right? Yes. The doctors told my children, my sister, my husband, that I had like a 5% chance of survival. And even if I did, I'd be in the hospital till at least... And here's the thing. The other day, I, I did yet another story about an anti-vaxxer that died. And I, I actually said, like, I feel sorry for these people. I really do. Because they weren't equipped with the critical thinking skills to be able to discern bullshit from, from legitimate information. They fell for right-wing propaganda because they don't have analytical skills. That's, 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 that's not their fault. But when they're actively out there pushing misinformation, my way of being able to deal with it is to mock them for being stupid. That's, that's just my style. That's how I, I deal with things. I mock idiots. 
I, I am a stand-up comedian. It's the way I deal with hecklers. It's the way I deal with dumb people. I mock them. January. And I came home August 29th. So I they worked hard to earn the attention, yes. About vaccines, as someone who, who knows about that decision to remain unvaccinated. I was against it. Um, and I just, I don't want anyone to go through what I went through. And the only thing I can say is just add an extra layer of protection and get vaccinated. Get the booster. Um, get vaccinated. Do the social distancing. But at the same time, it's about protecting yourself and others. Can you? No, no, I'm not the only one laughing. You know, before you were sick, why? Because why are you disappointed? Why? Why are you disappointed? You don't know me very well, then. To change your mind about vaccines. I was healthy. I had no underlying health issues. Not a smoker. Um, Don't have asthma. Didn't have any heart problems. No lung problems. And I did not know that it was going to affect me the way it did. I thought I was going to be sick for four or five days and then be fine. And that's not how it went. Well, Andrea, I, I think I don't so care. I'm not here to make friends. To share your story. Like, I'm, so I'm here to be me and, and do my own thing. Here to share this with us. Bye bye. Gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry you feel that way, salty lemon. Because I mocked a dumb fuck for causing their own death. But here's the thing, like, we're still up against idiots out here pushing misinformation like Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida, where COVID rates are spiking. How am I I supposed to deal with these assholes? Well, thanks. We're we're excited to be here. And um, I just want to say something uh, quickly, Um, you know, uh, Joe Biden has taken to himself to try to single out Florida. Um, over COVID. Uh, this is a guy who ran for president saying he was going to, quote, shut down the virus. And what has he done? Oh, don't worry. We're going we're gonna to give Biden his dues here in a second. By having a wide open southern border, you have hundreds of thousands of people pouring across every month. No, 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 no. That is a false analogy. I do not look at suicide that, that way. Matter of fact, one of the reasons why I am for sensible gun reform is because of suicide. That is 100% false analogy. Somebody who commits suicide usually has mental health issues. And and that's the reason why I fight so hard for universal health care. We're talking about people who are specifically going out and spreading COVID misinformation. They're putting other people's lives in danger. As I said, please, please go... To my YouTube, you're on YouTube right now. Go and watch. Go and watch this video. 29-year-old anti-masker and anti-vaxxer Bridget Jackson dies needlessly. I explain, like, I really do feel sorry for these people. 
because they weren't equipped with the critical thinking skills needed. It's ultimate it's it's not really her fault that she's dumb. It really isn't. But my way of dealing with it is to mock them. I'm a comedian. What do you expect me to do? I I don't get it. Why would you be be disappointed in me for that? I think I've shown more compassion than what is needed to these dumb fucks. It's hard to be funny... In, in in these crazy ass times I, would you would you would you think it's funny if I told you that I want to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole we haven't mentioned Crenshaw in a while there you go there's a funny for you it's rarely from Mexico you have over a hundred different countries where people are pouring through not only are they letting them through Hello's humor that's the way some people deal with this shit Across our communities, across the I, and this is being extremely racist, saying that fucking. You think they're being uh, working? <laughs> I laugh when I already died. So he's facilitating. Who knows what new variants are out there? But I can tell you, whatever variants are around the world, they're coming across that southern border. And so he's not shutting down the virus. He's helping to facilitate. Wow. And what is his big solution? What is he so upset about Florida? His solution. Warlord calling me wanting to piss in fucking Dan Crenshaw's eye hole. Calling it sexual assault. Yes, cancel me. Please cancel me. I mean, I'm already not on Twitter. Once again, I I sent another appeal begging to give me my Twitter back. I've been banned for going on three years now. Cancel Justin. Cancel Justin. Is he wants to f- have the government force kindergartners to wear masks in school. He doesn't believe oh. in that. He thinks that should be a decision for the government. Well, I can tell you in Florida, the parents are going to be the ones in charge of that decision. Kids should wear masks, if at all possible. One of the major... Uh, they should be remote, if at all possible. ...just recently told parents... That they should be wearing masks at home when they're around. Justin Friggin has been canceled. This is insane. Joe Biden also believes that vaccination should be mandated by force of government and that you should have to show vaccination status to be able to participate in society. Now, Florida, we're very proud of our seniors' first strategy. You look at the mortality in nursing homes among seniors, it's declined dramatically. But we said from the beginning, we're going to make it available for all but we're not going to mandate it on anybody. That's ultimately an individual's choice to be able to do it. Biden, he rejects science because he Uh. denies the fact that people that recover from COVID have long-lasting immunity. They do not have long-lasting immunity. He is lying. Very clear. So his vision is, just like in New York City, restaurants should ban young kids from being able to go in because they're not eligible for vaccination and law-abiding citizens have to produce proof of their medical records just to go to the gym or attend an event or just to participate in everyday society. He wants that, but yet if you want to vote, 
he thinks it's too much of a burden to show a picture ID when you're voting. So no voter ID, but have to show your medical papers just to be able to live an everyday life. <laughs> you want to do like fucking Vince McMahon wanted to do to Christian, put a big blue dot over DeSantis's face. Give me a break. And so I think the question oh, is, fuck. we can either have a free society or we can have a... Bi- I think I liked it better when this motherfucker was hiding. Florida, we're a free state. People are going to be free to choose to make their own decisions about themselves, about their families, about their kids' education, and about putting food on the table. And Joe Biden suggests that if you don't do lockdown policies... Then you should security theater. That's exactly right. That's what I and fucking I tell that to right wingers all the time. Like I voted in the last election without a valid photo ID. What you going to do about it? Why should if I show my fucking voter registration card? Why is that not good enough? Why is that not good enough? You know how what kind of fucking idiot thinks somebody is going to go to the trouble of stealing my voter registration card. Duped for my family. Yeah, don't don't look up what Florida's fucking COVID rate is right now. You're coming after the rights of parents in Florida. I'm standing in your way. I'm not going to let you get away with it. And this is all politics. This is a motherfucker wanting to run for president. A proper in-person education. I'm going to stand in your way, and I'm going to stand up for the kids in Florida. If you're trying to restrict people, impose mandates, if you're trying to ruin their jobs and their livelihoods and their small business, if you are trying... You know what will ruin their lives and their jobs and their small businesses? Fucking COVID outbreaks. How do I know? I'm getting ready to show you proof of it. Why don't you get this border secure, and until you... But, oh, we're going to use this to attack the board. Now, don't worry. Biden's going to get his here in a second. We're definitely not stuck up Biden's ass around here. America's health system is under pressure from the Omicron variant. Parts of the U.S. health system, from testing sites to emergency departments to hospitals, are quickly being overwhelmed by Omicron. Several states, including Ohio, Illinois, Delaware, and Maryland, have reported record highs for COVID hospitalizations. That's what Laura Ingram was showing, like deaths were down. They slightly ticked down. Remember, they are a lagging indicator. So if we are now seeing record highs for hospitalizations, deaths are going to follow in two or three weeks. New York's COVID hospitalizations are at their highest point since May of 2020. Ohio hit new record highs for hospitalizations each day since December 26th. Cleveland Plain Dealer reported on Monday... At the same time, Cleveland Clinic reported more than 2,700 employees calling out sick in a single day. Maryland has also surpassed its record with more than 2,000 people hospitalized with COVID-19 in recent days. CDC has said that hospitalizations are comparatively low, but those hospitalizations can add up when case rates soar. Pressure is affecting multiple points in the healthcare system from the emergency departments to in-home care. We are overwhelmed. Read a joint statement from the Massachusetts College of Emergency Physicians. By the way, here in my in my fucking town, just today, they have uh, limited visitation. They have limited elective surgeries. 
Meanwhile, home care companies are feeling the strain increasingly turning down patient referrals from hospitals due to workforce shortages and high patient demand, a trend that accelerated over the last month. This is according to Wes Little, a chief analytics officer for WellSky, which provides software for home care companies. Hey, fellas, you heard about NFTs? That fucking episode of South Park with Butters being like a slimy salesman. Getting everybody hooked on NFTs. That cracked me the fuck up. Governors demand schools stay open, but districts may lack enough teachers. Oh, they already screenshotted your NFT. President Joe Biden's plea to keep schools open in the face of the fast-spreading Omicron variant is confronting major challenges this week as staff shortages, illnesses, and labor unrest grip some of the nation's biggest school systems just as students are supposed to return from winter break. Remember, we're talking about the Chicago Teachers Union is staging a walkout tomorrow. Schools in Atlanta, Milwaukee, and Detroit closed classrooms this week. The Chicago Teachers Union is considering a unilateral move to remote learning in defiance of Mayor Lori Lightfoot and city school officials. And some California districts face woeful staff shortages that are forcing them into any number of contingency plans, except for Zoom. But governors, mayors, and the Biden administration are resolute that schools should remain open. Education Secretary Miguel Cardona hammered that message during a weekend talk show media blitz, even as he acknowledged short-term emergency closures might be necessary in the coming days. I did the bit, uh, did the whole piece about how fucking these soft lockdowns are going to wreck businesses. They are going to destroy the fucking financial well-being of families. A level of urgency that we shouldn't lose around making sure that our children learn in person, Cardona said during an appearance on Fox News Sunday. <laughs> Guys, the the whole thing is about making sure that everybody gets to work. Everybody knows that, right? We need schools open so it's childcare for the adults to go and do their fucking jobs. Get back to work, plebes. Luckily, it seems that the workforce is revolting. As I did on the freaking news earlier today, uh, the story is that November set a record for the most people quitting their jobs. Despite expanded availability of vaccines for children and the White House promises to purchase and distribute 500 million virus tests to households beginning this month, it's apparent that many schools still can't keep up with infections and scan their communities for the disease. Oh, honey, do we actually work? Fuck. We are overworked and underpaid. Overworked and underfucked. I've, I have a t-shirt that says that, overworked and underfucked. 
I used to love to wear it out because I was like, neither of these things are true. I'm lazy, and people just come over and, and have sex with me for no reason. I don't get it, but it happens. But I can't find that shirt anymore. I haven't seen it in a while. Overworked and underfucked. Jen Psaki was asked during the White House press briefing today if the Biden administration had lost control of the virus. The answer is yes, by the way. Since the president didn't take questions from us, we were able to clarify. He, he said to the, un, to the vaccinated and boosted, quote, you can still get COVID, but it's very unlikely you'll be seriously ill, roughly what he said. Now, we reached a point in the pandemic now where he's basically saying to Americans, accept the fact you may get the virus, but if you're vaccinated, it won't. Guys, my numbers have gone up the entire time I've had this band thing over my face. Maybe it's that people don't want to see my face. Maybe it's that old, like, right-wing thing of, like, acting like you're being persecuted. And it's like a marketing ploy. But thank you, guys. Won't be that bad. What he's saying to Americans is, uh, we know there are going to be breakthrough cases. Uh, we've had them at the White House. Uh, we are we are seeing them across the country, and certainly. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is experiencing symptoms. He has COVID. Elevated race, rates of cases in certain communities across the country, including in Washington D.C. But the step that's most important that people can take to prevent. Uh, reduce the, the potential for hospitalization and death is to get vaccinated, get boosted. Uh, he's not telling anyone to accept anything. He's just conveying to people what they can do to protect themselves. Uh, he's also co- said very clearly, and I think he's illustrated. Don't reward me, Scrappy. Please don't. That we're going to be direct and straightforward with the American. Hey, uh, not this episode, at least, because we did the fucking Dr. Robert Malone thing at the top. Boosted. I'll let that motherfucker speak, so please don't report this episode. Hospitalized and certainly prevent uh, to to die, uh, and that is what we are conveying to the public. Okay, so let's let's be straight here for a second. Cases are rising across the country. Tests are hard to come by in many places, or there's long lines for them. Schools are closing again or having to go virtual, and that's not just because of the weather in some parts of the country, but because of the pandemic. We we need them checks. Start sending out survival checks, guys. Bullshit. Uh, there is a sense among many that the country has lost control of the virus. Go gaily forward. I'm all for it. We would not. And here's why. We're in a very different place than we were a year ago, Ed. 200 million people are vaccinated. Those are people who are protected, seriously protected, from illness and death from the virus. Uh, we have also just purchased the largest over-the-counter purchase of tests in history, 500 million tests. That builds on the fact that we have uh, already distributed... It is too little too late with your testing. To rural health centers, to community health centers. The fact and what good does testing do country. when we, we have a five-day fucking period of quarantine? Uh, reimbursed for their tests, and we are going to continue to build on that. It also, on schools, I would say 97% of schools are open across the country, and the president wants school to be I disagree. Open. I think That's death is awfully funny. Ago, even when people question Maybe that's the way I deal with my own mortality. Advocated for $130 million in the American Rescue Plan and $10 billion to cover testing 
housing, even when many people said that was not necessary and was not needed. That has all been distributed to states. If states have not used it, and some have not, and if school districts have not used it, now's the time to use it. So I would note that we have taken steps to prepare for any contingency. I really don't like how testy she is getting. That was a legitimate question. That wasn't like a Fox News OAN bullshit question. And this is the same way she did with the the testing question a couple months ago. When she's like, well, what do you want us to do? Send tests to everybody? Yes. Yes. Moment, And we're working to implement and build on that from here. He mentioned, you just mentioned, outbreaks here at the White House. Is it a large number? Is it anyone? I know there's a problem. Yep. You're only really going to let us know if it's the top four individuals in the government or their spouses. But has there been a wide outbreak here in the West Wing or across the White House? That, that Charlemagne the God fucking interview with VP Harris, that was insane. It is interest to know, and of course your interest. If there is anyone who has a close contact, as deemed by the White House Medical Unit, with the President, the Vice President, the First Lady, or the Second Gentleman, we will make that information available, as we have done, as those instances have occurred. And I was only conveying... There are breakthrough cases here. Yep, There's 2,000 yep. people who work on the White House complex, right? Uh, the 99% of them are vaccinated, and there will be breakthrough cases here. Thanks to the vaccination, those cases have been mild. Uh, but, uh, again, there are there are rising case numbers across the country, and we expect to be in line with that. And just on another topic, and you kind of discussed this with Darlene, but the, uh, Senator Durbin today. Oh. Yes, that was another topic. That wasn't the one we were covering. I wonder what the question was going to be. Was it going to be about voting rights? Because that's what we're moving on to. This is Mitch McConnell. Uh, Referring back to Senator Schumer's plan to use the nuclear option, as they call it, to kill the filibuster for voting rights. Specifically, they're talking about carving out part of the filibuster for voting rights specifically, not actually getting rid of the filibuster. By the way, Mitch uh, Mitch McConnell made a carve out of the filibuster for judicial nominees. Welcome back, everyone. Well, hello, Mr. Turtle. The majority leader is hell-bent to try to break the Senate. Uh, His argument is that somehow... State legislatures across the country are busily at work trying to make it more difficult for people to vote. They are. We know We know this for a fact. Anywhere in America. 94% of Americans believe it's easy to vote. Uh, we had a record turnout last year, uh, the biggest turnout since 1900. Um, it's already against the law to prevent people from voting based upon race. The Voting Rights Act is still intact. So it's appropriate to ask the question, what's going on here? Well, there's been a lot of talk about big lies. Well, the big lie on the other side is that state legislatures... Yeah, I would love to know where you got that 94% from. ...trying to make it difficult for people to vote. If you actually read the legislation that's been passed, it's clearly... Not the case. Wrong, wrong, wrong. I think this is an excuse to try to break the Senate. Hypocrisy is not unheard of in politics, but about half the... And this is so wild that Republicans 
are saying that the 2020 election was a reason to pass all these bills at the state level. Well, why wouldn't why wouldn't the federal government also see the 2020 election as a reason to pass voting rights? I I, I don't get the logic. Members of the Democratic Party, when Donald Trump was president and we were in the majority, believed that the legislative filibuster was the essence of the Senate. So I guess where you stand depends upon where you sit. And we anticipate... Yeah, like you fucking made the car out for judicial nominees. Break the legislative filibuster to make some kind of narrow exception. There is no such thing as a narrow exception. No such thing as a narrow exception. This, in my view, is genuine radicalism. And I might add... Yes, genuine radicalism. The executive calendar, a separate function of the Senate, was historically handled with a simple majority until the majority leader came to the Senate during Bush 43's tenure, after which he started routinely filibustering judges. Well, you've followed, we've gone back and forth about how to do the executive calendar. The executive calendar is now back to where it was 20 years ago. The legislative calendar... Ooh, that sounds dirty that you have a wide exception. So make no mistake about it, this is genuine radicalism. They want to turn the Senate into the House. They want to make it easy to fundamentally change the country. For example, admitting two new states, the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico, to have four new Democratic senators. Why I don't understand why like people are against it. giving representation should always be I'm not just for creating two new states. If Puerto Rico wants to be a state, it should be a state. If Guam wants to be a state, it should be a state. The Philippines all are different territories. They should all be given the option to be states. And it's it's very telling that the Republicans think that that's an automatic Democratic senators. Are you saying that you can't appeal to people in Puerto Rico? That nobody in Puerto Rico is going to vote for a stupid-ass Republican? I don't, I don't get it. Or to pack the Supreme Court. Fundamentally change the country. The filibuster has been... We should fundamentally change the country because it's fucking broke. ...in the political center. And, and this is the motherfucker who broke it right here. ...in the 40-yard lines. Unless either side gets a very large majority. He wasn't alone, but man, was he, he one of the most instrumental people in breaking it. And compromise. If you can't reach moderation and compromise on a particular issue, then it doesn't pass. That's been an important part of American history from the very beginning. And all of that's going to be on the line here. All of it on the line here, apparently, in the next two weeks. But now is Chucky Schumer even going to be able to do the carve out? Here is the 50th Democratic Senator who stands in the way. This is Joe Manchin on the filibuster. First of all, Happy New Year. Ah, you little rascal. Here, everybody. You want me to take, take this off? Are you okay? I mean, I'm okay. Uh, First of all, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everybody. And I hope you all had a great time. And 
we're ready for a new year. Yeah. This was goddamn today. Why are you still telling people Merry Christmas? Where's Bird? Hold on. Where's Bird? I told him first. Right there. Okay. Senator Schumer says they're going to bring a vote on rules changes to the Senate floor. Do you oppose changing the rules by the nuclear option? Well, I've always been for rules being done the way we've always done, two-thirds of the uh, members voting. And uh, any way you can do a rules change to where everyone's involved, and basically that's a rule that usually will stay. Uh, that's what we should be pursuing. But, you know, uh, we're still ongoing conversations as far as on voting because I think the bedrock of democracy is making sure that you're able to cast a vote if you're if you're legal of age in the United States. And not just cast a vote, but have your vote actually matter so and be properly represented. Uh, gerrymandering. I want to get rid of gerrymandering. Wait a second. It was hard, wasn't it? It was hard. <laughs> I was okay. So, just to be clear, you are open to the idea of using the nuclear option. And, and right-wingers are always, every time I bring up gerrymandering, they're like, well, Democrats do it too. And I'm like, yes, you are correct. They do it in Michigan. They do it in Pennsylvania. They did it in New York. You are correct. I've got all kinds of examples of Democrats doing it. That's why we should get rid of it. There is no reason why we couldn't have an, a computer program that does it in a completely bipartisan way. Seriously. But you guys don't want that because it would not be to your benefit. To change the rules, to pass voting rights legislation on a simple majority. Let me just say. The prolapsed asshole of Congress. That is that is the best description I've ever heard of Mitch McConnell. Create a nuclear option. Uh, it's, it's, it's very, very difficult. It's, it's a heavy lift. And the reason I say it's a heavy lift is that once uh, you change uh, a rule or you have a carve out, and I've always said this, Anytime there's a, a, a carve out, uh, you eat the whole turkey. <laughs> there's nothing left because it comes back and forth. So you want things that will be sustainable. That's what you're looking for. This motherfucker thinks he's like uh, Senator Kennedy now. I just believe that it's bedrock of democracy is voting, and we have to do what we can in order to preserve that. But let's just see. The conversations are still ongoing. I've been talking to everybody. We've been having good conversations for about since we left two weeks ago. Yeah, it's the constipated Congress. Sixty vote threshold. Are you willing to change that? And you are involved in ongoing discussions, as you just mentioned, with your colleagues. So there must be some openness. There's, there's, there's basically the 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 need for us to protect democracy as we know it, and the Senate as it has operated for 232 years. Are extremely, extremely high bar. I would, I would like to bring some more democracy to the Senate. Cross those. Uh, so, I'm talking. I'm not agreeing to any of this to the extent I want to talk and see all the options we have open, and that's what we're looking at. So they're bringing all the experts in. What type of options? What we can do? We've talked about talking filibusters, and we continue to talk about this. Some very interesting. We talk about motion to proceed. We should be able to get on the bill and should be dependent. We uh, I actually, I if you've never heard me talk about it, I'm actually the, the opposite. I think we should abolish the House. And I think all of us should log into a program with our Social Security numbers and we should all do direct democracy. We should all vote on shit. And when you when you do that, the House is the one that controls the budget and and has the power to make war. That's the reason why I want to put the power of the House to the people. You can have the Senate. I think I think you should do away with the filibuster in the Senate and things should pass on a simple majority. 
I like the idea of the Senate, you know, slowing down legislation and shit like the founders intended. But I think we should be the, I think we should be, we the people, direct democracy in the House. I, there's, talk about a heavy lift. Abolishing the Senate would be a heavy lift. But I think we actually could get rid of the House. I th- I don't I don't think that would. Because like, who wouldn't sign up for that? And that I would tie it to a universal basic income because we are all our own representatives. We all get a fucking paycheck from the government. Twenty five hundred dollars a month, maybe. Is it? Is the House better representation as gerrymandered as it is? I I think we should take over. We do it. We become the house. But that's just me. I'm open I'm open to other plans. I wonder if Joe Manchin is open to the Build Back Better Act. There's been no conversations after I made my statement. I think it's basically, you know, and uh, I was very clear. I just, I feel as strongly today as I did then that uh, uh, the unknown with the COVID, here we are. We can't even go out. To, I've got a, a 95 M95. We all, I, th- I see all of you do. And so there's different uh, concerns that we have right now that we haven't had for a while. So that's a concern. Oh, so now, we, so now we're blaming COVID. And the geopolitical unrest that we have, and I think the president's been doing Story came out that the inflation was being caused by corporate greed. Where we are, so these are all challenges, guys, and this is all expensive challenges. So that's, that, that's where, Jake, on that we have, there's been a conversation. I understand this, Merkin. Are you a hard no on ensuring that, on supporting the... Child tax credit is still there, as I'm understanding, basically. Yeah, are, you, are you a hard no on ensuring that families with no income tax obligations get the expanded credit? Are you a hard no on that, Senator Manchin? Uh, I've been basically very clear on that. I think there should be a work requirement, and that means you file a 1099. So a 1099, if you're going to call it a credit, you have to see if you have a liability or not. The only way the IRS would know that is you file a 1099. So I've been very... I think very direct on that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think this dude is basking in all the attention he gets. I, I, that, 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 you know, we're supposed to have a meeting today. We're supposed to have one right now, and I guess it's been postponed a little bit because people are having a hard time coming in. So I'll be going to a meeting and finding out what uh, what that entails and 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 the, and the timelines are talking about. You know, I've never turned down talks with anybody. I really haven't. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what he's talking about with 1099 with the child tax credit. I thought it was time to do that rather than just continue on and on as we have for five and a half months. I hadn't changed from the first day when I talked to uh, Leader Schumer on that. And everyone's been working, I think. In the best good faith they possibly can, I've just had no, nobody. But you have not been working in good faith. Standing where we are, and where our country is, and and the concerns I have. Does it, so for a child tax credit? Does it have to have some sort of a work requirement for you to for you to be able to support the broader Build Back Better package? No, I mean, you know, I've looked at, talked about all different issues on. Oh, that's what we're talking about. 
But you're talking about the child tax credit. If you have a credit, that means you've had to earn, have earnings, okay? And have earnings, you can't do that until you decide if you have any liabilities. And if you have liability, you have an offset of a credit. The child tax credit, I understand, we're still in place until 2025, the $2,000. Uh, so people think that it's all gone by the wayside. But the, the, the payments, the payments, it was given to people as payments. That is over with as of December. How do you have to talk to the White House about that? It was really helping people out to get those payments instead of getting it in one chunk with their taxes. Until the next Congress, or just hunt to be done with it this year. Is that your preference that they should shell Build Back Better altogether? Well, I mean, we'll have to see what, what their desires are and what their priorities right now. They've The Build Back Better Act is the budget. This is, this is what's tripping me. That's the budget. That's the budget. That is the budget. Cannot stress that enough. Some right-winger was talking to me today. He was like, yeah, you brought up that we were under a Trump budget. We're not anymore. And I was like, no, we are. They passed a continuing resolution. We're still under the Trump budget because the Build Back Better Act is the fucking budget. I feel very strongly about that, and I respect that. I just had a different of opinion, and we don't have, uh, uh, you know, to do some of the things that's been proposed takes more of a majority than what we have. We have no majority. We're 50-50 with one being the vice president making the deciding And the Democrats represent 40 million more people than the Republicans, so fucking do something. It goes from one end of the spectrum to the other, and I'm sure they understand that. Senator, uh, real quick, the Electoral Count Act. The what now? The Electoral Count Act. Is that something that you've been talking to Republicans about? And would you support Build Back Better if child tax credit was not included? I'm really not going to talk about Build Back Better anymore because I think I've been very clear on that. I think he's been very clear that he's killed it. Okay. No negotiation. A lot of things that had a lot of, uh, a lot of things that were were very, uh, 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 I think, well intended, and there was a lot of things that was pretty far reach on some things, in the most delicate times that we have right now, and our country's divided. And I don't uh, tend to do anything that divides our country anymore. So whatever I can do to unite and bring people together. The Build Back Better Act was popular. The aisle bring people together. What is your Except with your donors. There's a lot of good things in that. I mean, I've been, I've, I've always said, you, you know, we had a lot of money in there for uh, innovation, technology, tax credits for basically uh, clean, clean technologies, uh, and a clean environment. Uh, uh, that's what you're against, sir. Also, we have to have we have to have enough energy to run our country, and we have to have a transition as it happens. Oh, there we go. There we go. Fossil dependency to more of a, a cleaner. Do you do that by using fossils in cleaner ways? Why are none of the reporters asking him about the leaked video from the Exxon Mobil as far as wind and solar lobbyist and all the different things? Hydrogen. I've been big on hydrogen. I'm big on nuclear. Okay, and I'm really big on basically making sure fossils are used in the cleanest possible fashion. And in America, we do it better than most other countries. So you would say you're not as concerned as some of the other portions of Build Back Better? I think that that's the, the climate thing is one that we probably can come to an agreement much easier than anything else. Really? Really? Even though we have a lobbyist on, on video saying, like, 
you're the guy to kill it. Sure. Uh, so this is Jen Psaki responding to a question about Build Back Better. Uh, since the president didn't take questions from us either today or yesterday. That is correct, Merkin. Don't use fossil fuels. That's the cleanest way. Build Back Better package or a package that doesn't have the child tax credit in it or with only employed people qualifying qualifying for the child tax credit, which is what Senator Manchin says he wants. Well, I can tell you that the president absolutely wants to get Build Back Better done, is committed to get it done because it will lower costs for Americans across the country, child care, elder care, health care, uh, a lot of the uh, areas that are impacting American families' budgets across the country. Uh, I can tell you that uh, that's those are conversations he and many members of our senior team will continue to have with a range of senators who are involved in this process in the weeks ahead, uh, and that we're not going to outline them in more detail from here. And I would also just reiterate that the president uh, sees uh, and recognizes and values uh, the contribution of the child tax credit and what it did to help uh, reduce uh, lower uh, uh, the prevent 40% of kids from being uh, from being in poverty last year. Uh, and it's something that he advocated for, he introduced, and he called for himself. Uh, so he absolutely wants to see an extension of the child tax credit. I would note, this doesn't answer your question, but I thought this was an interesting thing someone shared with me this morning, that the way it was designed is that payments are going out one every month for six months. Uh, as soon as people file their taxes, they will get the other half. So we absolutely want it to be extended. We're going to fight for that. But there is also additional payment that will come to people who are eligible uh, when they file their taxes. Now, I am totally for the child tax credit, even though I ain't got no fucking kids. Fuck kids. No, don't literally fuck kids. Don't figuratively, not literally. Don't fuck kids. That would be bad. Being a kid fuckers... Donald Trump has decided to cancel his press conference scheduled for January the 6th, where President Donald Trump has canceled a press conference he had planned to hold in Florida on the anniversary of the January 6th attack on the Capitol by his supporters. Trump said in a statement on Tuesday evening that he would instead be discussing his grievances at a rally he has planned in Arizona later this month. He's going to discuss his grievances at a rally in Arizona. Trump has been expected to use the press conference to rail against the Congressional Committee investigating the events of January the 6th when a mob of his supporters violently stormed the Capitol in an effort to halt the peaceful transfer of power and to repeat his lies about the 2020 election. So Trump wrote, in light of the total bias and dishonesty of the January 6th unselect committee of Democrats, two failed Republicans, and the fake news media, I am canceling the January 6th press conference at Mar-a-Lago on Thursday and instead will discuss many of those important topics at my rally on Saturday, January the 15th in Arizona. The event would have been Trump's second press conference since leaving office. While he's been banned from Twitter and other social media outlets, he's appeared regularly on conservative news outlets and held numerous rallies and other events. Don't literally fuck kids. Figuratively fuck them. But still, I am on the side of the child tax credit. I think it's a very good thing. 
So I ain't got no kids. Got cats. I should get a cat tax credit, goddammit. Socks, don't you think I should get a cat tax credit? Come here, buddy. Oh, you can't see him very well because of the band. You come back and say hi? One talks. Socrates. Cat tax for the fucking troll patrol. January 6th panel has released Hannity texts and are asking for his cooperation. The House committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol released a series of text messages from Sean Hannity. The panel says suggests the Fox News host was aware of plans to contest President Biden's election victory. It has now asked him to voluntarily cooperate with the committee. In a letter to Hannity, the panel reviewed five communications sent by the conservative commentator among dozens in the... Ew. Socks is so sweet. Me and Socks took a nap this afternoon. I don't know, like ever since it turned cold, I've just been sleeping. Got off the show last night, I made soup, I ate my soup, I went to bed. I slept until like 10.30 this morning. Got up, did some work. Ate some leftover soup. Went to bed at like 3 o'clock. Me and Sock slept until what? About 5.30, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I had all three. Like, all three of them were on me. I guess because it's fucking cold. Soup for my cat family. That's exactly right. No, I made a tomato bisque. It was fantastic. Made it completely from scratch. I had some tomatoes I had left over. I made, uh, had a, had a, I had a lady over a couple of weeks back, and I had uh, made chicken parm, because apparently that's the best thing I make. People fucking rave about it. I make the I make the sauce from scratch. Well, I had some tomatoes. I I specifically used the ripest tomatoes, and I had some like they weren't very ripe, and they were they were getting to the point where I really needed to use them. So I made tomato bisque out of them. It was fantastic. I've still got some left. I might might get. I have pizza left over too. I made pizza the other night, so I don't know when I get off here. I'm going to watch Wrestle Kingdom night one. Socks, and I'm either gonna have some leftover soup or I'm gonna have some leftover pizza. I don't know which one. Yeah, buddy, soup sounding good. Like the soup was really fucking good. I got some fancy French bread from the cat ass from the, from the cat ass from the bakery. Deli ham. Mm. Been dipping, dipping sandwiches in that tomato bisque. Mm. I ran everybody off talking about like my soup. Sorry. 
Oh, shit. In a letter to Hannity, the panel reviewed five communications sent by the conservative commentator among dozens in the committee's possession, including previously unreleased texts they argue show he had advanced knowledge regarding President Trump and his legal team's planning for January the 6th. September 31st, Hannity appeared to express concern over losing support from the White House legal team while relaying his advice to Trump Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. This is one of Hannity's texts. We can't lose the entire White House counsel's office. I do not see January 6th happening the way he is being told. After the 6th, he should announce uh, will lead the nationwide effort to reform voting integrity. Go to Florida and watch Joe mess up daily. Stay engaged. When he speaks, people will listen. So he absolutely knew they were going to try to uh, hold up the certification. He's over here just being sweetest little kid. He wants some lovin's. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? John also wrote, I'm very worried about the next 48 hours. With the counting of the electoral vote scheduled for January 6th at 1 p.m., why were you concerned about the next 48 hours? The committee asked in its letter. I find it wild that there were so many Fox commentators that had a direct line to the president. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me. I'm. I'm. I'm back to being banned here. Oh, am I? No. Back to being banned. Cancel freaking. All right, North Carolina. Led this trooper and a detained driver were killed when another officer crashed into them. Let's let's get the local news hit here. An update now on breaking news out of Rutherford County overnight. The state highway patrol confirms that trooper John S. Horton has died from his injuries after another responding trooper collided with him and a detained driver. Horton was pronounced dead after being transported to a hospital in Spartanburg. The trooper who hit him was Horton's own brother, Trooper James Horton. The detained driver was pronounced dead at the scene. And the commander of the state patrol said in a statement, quote, for all involved in this tragic event, the coming days will undoubtedly be difficult, but we are committed to stand alongside with his him. own brother killed him. Wavering support, end quote. Well, of course. I, I hate that they put so much emphasis on the cop and not the detained driver that died. Authorities say the crash happened on Monday, January the 3rd, just before 9 p.m. Authorities say Trooper James N. Horton was responding to assist with a traffic stop being conducted by Trooper John S. Horton when Trooper James Horton lost control of his vehicle upon approaching the traffic stop. Trooper collided with the stationary patrol vehicle and struck Trooper John Horton and Beck, who were both uh, standing along the roadside. Is this... 
A tragic accident claims the life of a state trooper. His brother, who is also a state trooper, was also involved in that accident. It happened last night in Rutherford County at High Shoals Church Road near the Cleveland County line. News 13's Karen Wynn joins us live from that area in Rutherford County. Karen, I love your hat, Karen. For those who know those brothers. Yeah, definitely so, Katie. In fact, we rolled up here right in time to see one of the neighbors nailing a small wooden cross right there on the corner. And we can also see some white I, There is no, uh, he had to have been going like a high rate of speed. You can see that road. That should be like a 35 mile an hour road. Also, a lot of glass still in the middle of the road there. So, of course, this is very sad seeing how both brothers are state troopers and one was coming here to help the other one out. Now, the accident happened just before 9 o'clock last night here at the intersection of High Shoals Church Road and Goods Grove Church Road. According to State Highway Patrol, Trooper Church Road, a 15-year veteran on the job, had pulled over a driver for a traffic stop. Now, his brother, Trooper James Horton, responded to assist in that traffic stop. However, upon arriving at the scene, he apparently lost control of his vehicle. I bet he was fucking speeding. Both his brother and the driver of the vehicle. Trooper John Horton died at a Spartanburg hospital. And we do have a statement from the State Highway Patrol saying, quote, That family needs to sue the shit out of that municipality. That's from Colonel Freddie L. Johnson, Jr., commander of the State Highway Patrol. For all involved in this tragic event, the coming days are undoubtedly going to be difficult, but we are committed to stand alongside them with our thoughts, prayers, and unwavering support. Now, we have reached out to both the Rutherford County Sheriff, Chris Francis. He had expressed his condolences on the Sheriff's Department's Facebook page and the Rutherford County EMS. We're also going to be combing this neighborhood, um, looking for neighbors who might want to talk about what they saw last night. And we're also still waiting to find out the identity of the person who was pulled over for that traffic stop as this is under Somebody started talking behind her. There's been no information released about why Beck, calling him Beck, but I don't know, do we have a a full name? It it doesn't say it. Yeah, Dusty Luke Beck. There's been no information released about why Beck was pulled over or what the conditions were at the time of the crash. Oh, they established a GoFundMe for the family of the trooper. How about establishing a GoFundMe for the family of the victim? Oh, my God. I don't have it in me to do the Patton Oswald, Dave Chappelle. I don't, I don't want to get into that tonight, so... We'll do that one tomorrow, guys. You guys can look forward to that. Here is a gorilla giving a fist bump. <laughs> that a Buffalo, New York? Ah, oh, check it out! <laughs> oh, he's trying to give her high fives and everything. Oh, he's playing with her. That's so cool.
That's a really cute gorilla, too. What what tones? Yeah, I zoo suck. But that's a fucking cute video. Oh shit! All right, yeah, I'll have to play that tomorrow, tones. Thank you, thank you. That looks adorable as well. Yeah, I'm trying to wrap this up because uh, I'm going to watch Wrestle Kingdom from this morning. And I, I really want another bowl of that soup. So if you're watching on Twitch, you're going to go head over to Sansol's channel. Looks like uh, they are on a panel tonight. But go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's alright to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I hope you're having as much fun as this little lady with uh, this gorilla at the zoo. I'm Justin Freakin. We will see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol Live.